everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt. And we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. Uh, I'm just used to the, the weirdness of season 19. It just rolls right off my back. Robbie, on the other hand, well, if you like to see that vein in his forehead start to throb, this episode's going to do it to him. It doesn't quite get there, but it is annoying i think that's how i would describe uh, this episode uh, i would describe it as annoying. that's a good one yeah that's, that's perfect it's not that it's abysmal or anything there's just little things here and there that make me upset and i don't i shouldn't be i don't know why i'm so upset i don't think this episode is actually that bad i uh, i just think there's some inexplicable things in it that really set me off i don't know i'm uh particular we I mean, that's fair that's fair we are brought to you by our supporters on patreon you can support us by going to patreon.com slash the Simpsons show uh, for only two dollars a month, gain access to all of our bonus podcasts, lots and lots and lots and lots of them for five dollars a month, gain access to all of that, plus a whole back catalog of all our episodes of Fallen Off the Feet and uncut episodes of our new shows early. We have some people to thank, Matthew. Oh, the greatest people in the world. Okay, 100% agree with you. First is Sam. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sam. And Stephanie Brown. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Stephanie. This week's episode is Little Orphan Millie, episode JABF20. <laughs> you don't like the title? Sorry, not? sorry. There'll be a lot of sighing in this episode, guys. I apologize. <laughs> just, this. I just really, I used to say the title, and Matt's like, in fact, like I just hit him in the stomach. <sighs> uh, episode JABF22, originally aired November 11th, 2007, written by Mick Kelly, who is Al Jean's production assistant at the time. Uh, and directed by Lance Kramer, received a 6.1 rating with 10.5 million viewers. The chalkboard gag, there is no such thing as an iPoddy. Catch the bug. I... iPoddy, ugh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's like a toilet joke, right? That's a toilet joke. That's my best guess, and that's why I hate it. Yeah, I don't... That's not... Spell iPoddy, guys. I don't... Like, iPoddy doesn't... It doesn't really... Okay. It's not as punchy. That's just me. Couch Gag, the family appears on the cover of Modern Couch Gag magazine. Not bad. That's all right. That's okay. I think that's okay. Well, that's the, the combination of those two things is how this whole episode is going to go down from here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, you're, yeah, there's things you're like, oh, that's okay. And then suddenly you're like, oh, why? Why? Um, One is, yeah, this episode, like I had pitched this episode, man. I was like, oh, this episode, the Van Hounds get back together. No, they don't. That's not what this episode's about. I was wrong. No, that, that happens in the first like few seconds. Yeah, the there's, there's, there's well, no. They've been to... back together. We actually already saw that episode. This is one where they get remarried. Yeah, this is their. They're technically getting remarried. That, that does happen. They get remarried, and the, the episode begins setting this all up, where we see a picnic with the Van Houtens, with the whole Simpson family and the Van Houtens, and the Van Houtens are taking this opportunity to announce they are getting remarried. Uh, Homer commemorates this occasion by getting his head stuck in a beehive. Ha ha. Ha ha. So hilarious, Robbie. Like, I cannot emphasize this. And then the beehive gets, like, blue and it looks like Marge's hair. And I can't. I can't take this. (laughs) This is just. So you're telling me, Matt. This is. uh, I hope you're ready. I know. You've you've established that you are hungry and I'm going to really. I really feel bad that uh, they are. Know, they had an entire and just there's just so many of these moments that I want to scream. They're telling me that they had an entire picnic with a beehive buzzing away, like three feet away mm-hmm. from them. Three feet. They didn't notice a beehive. 
No, Homer's chaotic energy manifested that beehive Got when it. they saw it on Maggie. Okay, Homer the fake creature manifested. It exactly. is they are nature. It is nature. I get it. Okay. That makes actually Matt that nonsense explanation actually does make me feel slightly better. I all right, I will be here for those. Good. Van Houtens are getting remarried. That is all this this literally all that happens in the scene, by the way, Matt. Van Houtens announced they're gonna get remarried. Homer gets his head stuck in a beehive. There is a brief also moment here where Millhouse uh basically they basically the show basically tells us that their marriage is still gonna be very toxic and Millhouse is still gonna be caught in the middle of this their troubled relationship. Why would you do this? Why would you introduce this? Because there's and the, but and then it's I don't know I don't I don't know because there's just a moment that there's a little bit in this scene here where Millhouse is just caught between the two of them and Kirk implies that the Millhouse lies all the time and you're like oh my god this is terrible why yeah would... like so the next scene is going to be Marge and Homer getting ready for the, the the wedding why not just start with that. You would have lost nothing but this stupid bee joke and the uh, divorced ki- the kid of divorced well, parents trapped between them, well, which are not neither of which are funny. I have some bad news for you, Matt. Uh, you may, if you haven't watched this episode, and you're listening. I did list a chalkboard gag and a couch gag because there is a full intro, and you couldn't cut that scene because then you'd have to write more scene. You'd have to have more episode to write. You get more Danish versus Dutch rivalry. I want to see more of that than I, more, more than I do this. Oh, boy, Matt. That's a preview for what's to come, guys. That's a little tease. Uh, Danish and Dutch. So Matt just mentioned there we have the next scene, which is Homer and Marge getting ready for the wedding. Uh, and this, I hope you guys like this subplot it brings up, this B-plot, because we're going to get it the entire episode. Homer, the wedding's in 20 minutes. Just pick a tie. Mm. There's so many choices. Bolo, clip-on, piano keys, Ten Commandments of beer, the cornerstones of the brewish faith. Why don't you wear a tie that goes with my eyes? And what color would that be? You don't know what color my eyes are? Of course I know. No peeking. I'm waiting. Uh. You really don't know, do you? Is beautiful a color? No. Marge, give me a break. I don't notice the color of people's eyes. I just judge them on the color of their skin. Fine. Since the color of my eyes isn't important to you, then you don't get to see them until you ow, remember. Uh, can we just excise this entire B-plot, please? Please? Uh, Matt, I will again reiterate, if we do that, they'd have to write more episode. And they're not really interested in that. This B plot. The A plot is the in comparison to this B plot, the A plot is like it deserves like every writing award no demand compared to this B plot. Cause it this B plot is and I'm and I'm at I was there was as soon as this happened, and then we get the next scene at the wedding where Marge is wearing sunglasses, I went, Oh no. I thought this was just, you know, it, it's not uncommon in season night in season nineteen, eighteen, seventeen for there to be a lot of nonsense inciting incidents that don't really lead anywhere. And I'm like, maybe that's what this is, you know? Maybe we don't have to worry about this after this scene. But then I went, and then the next scene is literally Marge wearing sunglasses, and you're like, and then, yeah, oh. she wears it for the rest of the episode. And you're like, oh no, this B plot is just gonna follow us this whole episode. Okay. I, I, there, I have so many problems with this, Matt. Um, one, who cares? 
Mm-hmm. Who cares? Have you ever cared in your entire life if someone else knows the color of your eyes? Nope. Not one time. Not I even a little bit. I don't care. My wife, if I asked my wife, point blank, and closed my eyes, I said, what are the color of my eyes? And she didn't know. Don't care. I don't. What does that matter? Who cares? It's completely superficial. It means nothing. It has nothing to do with you. It's not like, what does it matter? Who cares? Who cares? So Marge caring so deeply about a completely superficial nonsense reason that carries the entire B-plot. Who boy. Makes me really not like Marge. Makes her look like a crazy person. Makes her look like a stereotype. Well, petty. Yes, a stereotype of a female character, which, whoa boy, God, it's bad. And then my, okay, so that's my first point, Matt. My second big point, which I, uh, they, I guess they try and diffuse it with a follow-up scene later on, but I'm going to just nip this in the bud right now. Are you telling me, Matt, this is 2007. That's when this episode came out, okay? 2007. Okay. Are you telling me Homer has access to zero pictures of Marge? Robbie, are you trying to tell me that you think Homer's the kind of husband that keeps pictures of his family in his wallet rather than discount cards for restaurants? I'm just saying they have a giant house. Are you telling me there's no pictures of Marge on the wall? Maybe none that are close up enough to see. Not one single picture of her like as a 10 year old kid, a little portrait of her as a 10 year old kid that their parents got that our parents paid for. Well, that's back when photographers in black and white, Robbie. Come on now. Uh, this is in 2007, Matt, and on the sliding time scale, if we want to do that, uh, that's not true. She would have been, t- her picture taken roughly the same time that I would have okay, gotten my picture whatever. taken. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there's just, and they, they try and play this off later with it, Homer looking into their wedding album, but I'm like, this is, too, like, change, with the, like, this plot is diffused, again, by the simplest, Homer looks at a picture or asks his child. Hey, Lisa, what color are your mom's eyes? Okay. I'm not going to bring up the eye color thing. I'm going to dismiss it from now on, but I did want to bring up those things right away. It is infuriating because that's all I'm looking at this entire time. I'm like, one, Marge is so petty and stupid, and two, this plot is diffused by literally someone looking at a picture. This is a B-plot. This is your... And there's not a joke to be found. What's funny about this? Ugh! Mighty. I literally commented, we jumped to this wedding on the beach, man. I literally, Marge is going to drag this out the entire episode, isn't she? I literally wrote this in the of notes course. as I was watching. I'm like, oh my lord. Um, so that's where we go next. Wedding on the beach. Uh, they, uh, It's really awkward and uncomfortable. So that's, I mean, it's, I guess it makes sense for Kirk and Luan. Um, Reverend Lovejoy reads a lot of complaints about Kirk being a loser or something. I don't know. I don't know why this is here because it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's just them dogpiling on Kirk. For some and it's reason. not funny. Because like, that's the thing, guys. No. This is If it's going to be like, oh, we're going to build up to, yes, we need some time to get to the, the main conflict of the episode, which we're going to end on the Act 1 cliffhanger. Okay, put jokes in here. Kirk being a loser is not a joke. I don't, you have to be creative. Like him, like, you know, in a millhouse divided. Yeah, he's a loser, but it's funny the way that you make him a loser, you know, like, you know, you, he draws dignity, you know, the, can I borrow feeling? Those things are funny. This is just boring, but they get married. Uh, seagulls are eating the catering. And apparently the catering company also made the food out of seagulls, which, ooh, yeah. Another thing that's not funny. It's just bizarre. Um, but we see finally, Kirk and the, so finally, this is finally, that's all inciting incident. All of it. All of it inciting incident. 
Kirk finally and Kirk and Wayne go on a cruise for their honeymoon, I suppose, their second honeymoon. And Millhouse is left with the Simpson family. And just notice one of Matt's notes on our show notes. Uh, <laughs> so Bart and Millhouse, uh, we get we get a little montage of Bart and Millhouse having fun together. Bart Millhouse is enjoying his time with the Simpson family. They make spores in the fireplace. There's a very odd guy here about Homer plugging the container store in his bedtime stories. Very strange. Um, they, I'm going to, this might be, Matt, there's another, the, then there's a scene. This might be the one of the most upsetting scenes in Simpson history for me. Which one? Bart and Milhouse are playing in the backyard and there's a hole in the ground. Uh-huh. And they want to know what kind of animal's in there. So they put a hose in it. And the hose and all the water pushes out all of the critters inside. And the critters just happen to be giant spiders that fly all over the backyard and interrupt Lisa's uh, little tea party and come out of the mouth of her doll. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh me. I don't want to hear it. Spy- I don't get, I don't... They're spiders. Yeah. Oh, they're our friends. You, can, you, you know what, Matt? You can go to hell. <laughs> hey, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, there are spiders, friends. Are friends. Spiders, spiders eat insects who are not our friends. Who are constantly trying to kill hey, us. Matt. Spiders, hey, not Matt. trying to kill hey, us. Matt. Hey Matt, I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, like there's a rational part of my mind that agrees with you. Yeah, you're right. Spiders are our friends. Uh-huh. They're they. You're right. Nothing you said is wrong. But one, I don't like spiders. I'm afraid of them myself. Don't like them. I've gotten over it more as I've gotten older, but as a child, I had a deep fear of spiders after watching arachnophobia at way too young of an age. Um, but I'm married to a person who is irrationally afraid of spiders, deeply afraid. So much so that if she knows there's a spider in this house and we don't know where it is, she cannot sleep in our house or anyone's house. If she knows that you're, she's in a house and she knows there's spiders around and, she, and we don't know where they are, she can't fall asleep. And uh, I love my wife quite a lot. And uh, so I have no problem. I want her to be able to sleep, I think, is where I'm getting. And so I'm going to murder every spider I see. I don't care how I don't know how I don't care how beneficial they are to to our earth or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to destroy them with all the my fury and might and flip flops that I have. But that doesn't extend to insects. So you get insects in your house all you want. No, she doesn't like she's not deeply. Don't ask me to explain it, but. She doesn't like, I mean, I don't like bugs in my house either. One, because cats eat them and then throw up and, whoa, that's not good. Cats are in a continuous state of throwing up, Robbie. It's just something <laughs> you need to get used to. You've had them for how long now? I know, but I don't want them to. They either have just thrown up or they're getting ready to throw up again. I mean, come on. Well, I have two cats. You only I don't have, have, what, two now? I only have two cats. I don't have 40 like you do. So it's a little bit hey, well, hey, different issue. Hey, we're down to eight and two of them are going home tomorrow. <laughs> we're down to eight. Matt lives in a single family home. I want to make that very clear. He doesn't live he does not live on a bar. He doesn't live in like an extensive ranch or something. He doesn't live in a mansion. Yes, my cat ranch. <laughs> Your cat ranch. You'd live in a cat ranch if you could, Matt. I know you. I know you would. I mean, I wouldn't let the cats outdoors, but if I had a giant indoor cat ranch, sure, why not? I mean, I assume that it would just be enclosed. Like you'd have like hmm. enclosed areas that the cats could That's a good idea. I like that. Parade. I like the way you think. Yeah, I know. Your ideas intrigue me. I'd like to subscribe to your newsletter. I think you would live on a cat ranch as long as it had good internet. I think that extends. That's as far as it extends. Um, yes, and, and as long as there's food delivery. Because I'm not making my own food. 
I mean, I assume there's a grocery store somewhere. There's grocery stores everywhere. Um, you notice that we're not really talking about this episode. This episode is so desperately boring. So there's the spider scene. It's very upsetting to me. I really don't like it. Uh, it made me want to turn off the episode. Not that it's like terrible. Ep- that's not a terrible scene. It's just Bart and Milhouse, you know, being mischief makers. It's perfectly fine. But I don't like spiders. Uh, but Milhouse says the line, I don't need my parents to ever come back. Or something like that. Um, which is terribly prophetic because then we cut to Kirkland and Luann on the cruise. They're having a good time, Matt. They're having the they're having a they're 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 a little tipsy. Uh, and we see that Kirk wants to do it right this time. He's gonna he's gonna carry Luann over the threshold. They're gonna this time around. They're gonna make it right. Uh, he tries to do that, and the boat tilts. Tilts a lot, Matt. And Kirk and Luann fall through. The they they stumble. They don't even fall. They they stumble through the entire ship and fall off into the water. And no one cares. And li- literally, no one does anything. One and, guy notices them fall in the water and then gets up to get more nickels. I here I'll say this, man. Nickel slots. This, Come on. This man. Well, here. This is my. I'll say this. That man yelling. I need more nickels. Just as loud as he can. He got me. I was. I'll say that made that got a chuckle out of well, me. Something else to laugh at in this episode. There's so, really hey. not a lot of jokes. It is the. I think might be the only thing I laughed at. Uh, but it did get me just that. It, it's just. It's absurd. Just him literally yelling. I need more nickels. It's really that got me. Um, but now they're and we cut away from that. We just cut away from Kirk and Lily and they're just out in open water. We never see what happens. Uh, all we get is some cruise ship officials, uh, a la. Uh, uh, saving Private Ryan, I'm pretty sure, uh, coming to inform Millhouse that his parents are missing. Millhouse Van Houten? <laughs> yes? Son, your parents have been lost at sea. I'm sorry. Oh my god! I said I didn't care if they ever came back! This is my fault! <laughs> <laughs> drown, monster, drown! <laughs> Hey, who died? My parents, probably. So you guys aren't ice cream men? This goes on for so long. <laughs> so long. So that's, uh, we go to commercial, Matt. Uh, seven minutes and 30 seconds, and mercifully, I can stop talking about this episode for a little bit. That's right. Now you guys are going to get me, who's going to talk as fast as possible so we can get no, through No, 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 no. Matt, hey, Matt. No, 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 no. No micro machines. All right. I don't want to hear Oh, it. come on. It's so, okay. Want to right. enunciate? Luckily, use your big, luckily, use your big boy there's voice. There's lots of clips. I like, I love clips. Clips are great. Uh huh. So we come back. Uh, Millhouse is getting settled in with uh, the Simpsons and the uh, trying to find his parents with the cruise ship people. And um, yeah. If my parents are lost at sea, are you gonna find them? We'll try, but have you ever been to the sea? It's huge, and we have to search all of them because they all, you know connect oh don't worry boy they'll find your parents soon and until they do you can stay here and we'll move your bedtime to an hour later so you'll have more time to be alone with your thoughts so yeah okay uh let's just traumatize a child more because that's what we like to do um the next morning as robbie pointed out uh marge is wearing sunglasses despite homer because that's what marriage is it's an endless battle for moral supremacy uh homer uh, <sighs> homer 
Homer, for some reason, has decides to offer Milhouse breakfast in the form of 900 things that have to do with the ocean to remind him that his parents are dead, because, ha-ha, this is very awkward for Homer, I guess. Anyway, uh, Homer uh, eventually leaves, thank God. I This, Matt, you... That is not fair, because this... I feel like it's probably good you didn't pull this clip, because I feel like if you started playing it, it would never end. It would just yes, that go, would stop the universe. It would just go until the heat death of the universe because it is just in in an unending infinite recitation of ocean themed foods, and then on to like non ocean themed stuff. It's just anything in the world that is a sea or ocean or water involved in it. Homer mentions it, and you're like, "What is the joke here, guys?" Is the and like my my thinking is like. The joke is Homer is traumatizing this mill. Traumatizing Millhouse isn't that funny. No, no, it's not. It's not. It's really long and really boring and really terrible. That's their specialty. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, let's let's push through this. Okay, so uh, we also get the cruise people to pop in the next morning to say they've stopped looking for Millhouse's parents. So. Yay for them. Great Yay. cruise people. Cool. They must work for Carnival. Um, <laughs> so Milhouse accepts that his parents are gone. He's just like, okay, you know what? My parents are gone. Uh, I'm going to have to just live the rest of my life without them. Uh, and, and because of this realization, uh, we get Milhouse deciding that he uh, he needs to be a man in the stupidest way possible. Thanks, Mags. I could use a pick-me-up. Oh my god, I've become the world's oldest baby. Men don't get their momo from a baba. They get their momo from a big boy cup. Be a baby anymore. I'm alone now. I have to be a man. Thanks, Mags. So, this is obviously an incredibly stupid scene, uh, but I would just point out that Milhouse drinks formula from a baby's bottle. So he's he's not getting boo boo. He's getting a weird concoction of fake breast milk. Matt, so, Matt I'm gonna ask a question. Okay. Oh, do you have to? I mean, yes. Yes, I, I know. Yes, I, I do. Just um, ask your question. So the rest of this episode is about Millhouse realizing first, you know, coming to this conclusion, I'm now I'm alone. I need to be a man. I need to be independent and self sufficient. Coming to this conclusion, and then learning over the rest of the episode. That actually, he needs to deal with uh, grief first and, and, you know, process these feelings of, of abandonment and loss from losing his parents when he thought it, he was on the precipice of getting them both back together. You know, complicated, complex uh, emotional arc. Mm-hmm. And then they return and he's relieved, but improved as a person because he's gone through this, uh, through these challenges. That's what the rest of the episode's about, right? You would be 100% correct, except that you're not even a little bit correct. The rest of the episode is Bart being mad that Milhouse is now the cool kid in school. Wait a minute. but You are correct. That makes zero sense. Wait, okay. 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 Cool. All right. So, yes, I'm very sorry. Okay. <laughs> so we go back to we go back to the Homer Marge subplot because they hate us. Uh, Homer is trying to sneak into their wedding album, uh, which I mentioned is the only place with pictures of Marge, I guess. Uh, and the combination is their anniversary, which somehow Homer does not know. Uh, yeah, okay, sure. 
Uh, then we go back to the school uh, where Millhouse has adopted a new persona that the kids are enthralled with. All right, Dragon's Eye, may your path be true and your caroms many. Just shoot! Uh-oh, it's rolling towards that loner. Who is it? Oh. It's Millhouse. That's not the Millhouse I know. Ha-ha! <laughs> you know Millhouse. Okay, everyone, my best friend is a little messed up, so everyone be extra nice to him. Hey, loser, your mom called. She said glub glub. One day, you'll be more haunted by those words than I am. Why aren't you crying? I wish I could cry. Tears would cleanse my soul. Oh, Millhouse, <laughs> you're very brave. Go ahead, beat me up. Maybe then I'll feel something. Wow! Eh, what's the point? Millhouse, that was the bravest thing I've ever seen. I always wanted you to hold my hand, Lisa. And now that you are, I'm too numb to feel anything. It's like you're wearing oven mitts and I'm in my winter parka. <sighs> That's so poetic. Looks like you're not the coolest kid in school anymore. Hey, I'm happy to see Millhouse get some hand-on-hand -hand action. But no one is cooler than Bartholomew J. Simpson. Really? See you at lunch. Sorry for the length of that clip, but uh, I need to get it all across the massive tonal shift in this episode that happens at this point. So uh, Milhouse has apparently dealt with his trauma in this particular way. And now we're moving on to Bart, uh, because when Bart's not on screen, we should be asking ourselves, where's Bart? No side characters get top billing ever, ever, ever. That's one thing we, we can confirm. I am flabbergasted by this, Matt. If you weren't, I would worry about you. I it, Like, literally, like, I... I when I watched this episode, I'm like, wait, I like, I was like, wait a second, wait, I was wait a minute, wait, why Bart? This episode's about Bart now, and Milhouse is dressed like James Dean. Make that clear. Leather jacket, white t-shirt, sad, um, and now he's cool and popular. I don't. That's not. I don't. I don't like this man. No, you shouldn't. That's like not. This that doesn't make. That it's doesn't. Very, very bad. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. The whole point that have they watched the James Dean movie before? I'm assuming no. They just saw him on a poster. Okay, that's fair. I guess if you saw him on a poster, yeah. In retrospect, you know, we're looking back 60 years ago. Yeah, James Dean looks really cool because he's a very handsome man. He was a very handsome man, and he was dressed cool, and he was a good actor. A lot of pathos, but in the movies that he's playing those characters, he's not a cool guy. That's the whole thing. He's a loner. He was a loner. Like, the whole bit is that no one gets along with him. And now, because Millhouse has become that character, he is cool and popular? Basically, yes, that's and, what the episode's and, and trying now, to tell us. Okay, I don't care. Please continue, man. I'm sorry. This is just nonsense to me. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. We can get through this together, okay? Okay. Uh, so, as you, as you heard from the clip, Lisa is now infatuated with Millhouse because he's got the, the soul of a poet with his bland ennui. Um, but they're kids, so it's okay. Uh, so Bart is alone in the cafeteria. Everyone sits at the table with Millhouse. So Bart is upset. Uh, so we've gone from Millhouse being traumatized to Bart being mad that Millhouse, in dealing with his trauma, has become the cool kid. So 
that's like eight stops past sanity, but that's where this episode is going to go. We're going to get back around to it kind of sort of eventually. So uh, that day after school, uh, Milhouse gets off the bus and wants to just walk to clear his head. For some reason, the kids find that irresistibly cool. Bart, in an attempt to get the limelight back, uh, puts his backpack on his front and crumps, which goes about as well as that always should go. So the kids call him stupid and lame. He goes inside and Marge crumps with him. And thankfully, that is where we go to a commercial. And I wish I could say that about the entire episode, but no. Um, there is This is another meme, uh, Matt. The Marge crumping screen cap meme is a thing. Oh, yeah. You'll, you can, you'll see that floating around the internet a lot. Uh, another, another moment of salvaging something from a relatively bad episode of The Simpsons. And trying and making it uh, better honestly just entirely removed from context march crumping is much funnier than this episode i'll agree uh we come back from commercial at 13 minutes and 31 seconds which is uh that's too early for my taste matt why is the third act so long why is this so much going on here because they have a lot of stupidity to cram into one act i guess that's fair they really have to react to like and matt i will give them this I would have never after the end of this second act, right? Bart's upset. You you have no idea where this is gonna go. <laughs> you have no, no I, clue. I like I you know, and I thought, oh, this will clearly be a Millhouse episode if this is where they're going. But no, it becomes a Bart episode. You're like, okay, uh, I guess I'll do whatever. Fine. Bart's sad because Millhouse is popular. Okay, at least I know what that is. You know, I know the shape of that. Marge trying to dance with him. That's funny. But then this third act is absolutely insane and it's just nonsense because of the way bart goes about trying to get back at millhouse i guess which is just he's not trying to get back at him but it's also it's a it's a it's the 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 simpsons writers they came to a crossroads they could go left or they could go right but instead they just flew straight up into the air (laughs) they didn't they didn't go either direction uh Bart wants to be popular again, and he realizes the only way he can do that is by making Millhouse happy again. And I could somehow, and (laughs) for completely selfish reasons, Bart wants to make Millhouse happy. Okay, fine. So he needs to find, he does a very dumb trick to try to remember Millhouse's family. I don't know why he doesn't just ask Millhouse. He doesn't go, hey, Millhouse, where does your uncle live? Well, that would uh, reveal his p- secret plan, Robbie. Why does it have to be a that? secret? <laughs> Who cares? Uh... Who cares if it's a secret? So he learns that his uncle lives in Solvang, California, I, which I did not realize this was a, a thing. But Solvang is like the Danish capital of America. It's a, it's a real place um, because his uncle is Danish. I guess. And I didn't pull this clip, Matt. I really thought about it. Thank you, Robbie. I really thought about it so much. But there's a there's a long clip here where Bart calls the operator in Solving, California, and we get a long list of Danish things. And you're like, what is happening? 
Why is this? I thought this was about Milhouse's parents going missing. What is going Someone on? Someone decided. Someone decided that Danish things are funny. You so remember they were just butter, butter throw cookies? At the wall. Aren't butter cookies hilarious? The concept, the very concept of butter They're hilariously cookies. delicious. They are delicious, but I'm not eating a joke, guys. You just saying the words butter cookie a bunch doesn't make me laugh. Oh boy. Um. So we uh we. We find out that his uncle's name is Norbert. Hey, Matt. Matt. Hey, Matt. Yes, Robbie. Are, are you going to go on and on about how Norbert's a dork's name? Not even and just the... What if we, not what if we just subverted no, not, that? Not just Norbert, but the other people that come out of that airplane that are all these ridiculous names that are supposed to be really nerdy names? I don't know what's going on. Norbert shows up, Matt, flying his own plane. Subversion. And he looks like Indiana Jones. <laughs> why? Why? What does this mean? Why? Why? Because you're supposed to. Uh, I don't know. They could have just given him a normal name, but he could have just I don't been a know, guy. Robbie. None of this makes sense. Well, none yeah. of this makes. He's Danish, a proud Danish guy that looks like Indiana Jones and goes by the name Zach. And it has but no one calls him again for the entire no, rest of the episode. Millhouse calls him Uncle Zach. Oh, does he? Okay. Millhouse does call him Uncle Zach. Um, but. It just there's no reason. I feel like if this feels like like they went uh, uh and he looks like this is Mad Libs. Oh, he looks like Indiana Jones, but he goes by Zach and he drives his own biplane, flies his own biplane, and he has a whip and uh, and he dresses like Indiana Jones. You're like, okay, but that makes no sense in context. Why does he do this? This is in 2007. I assume the Simpsons know what Indiana Jones is. Wouldn't Bart's first reaction go, "Man, you look like Indiana Jones." You're like you know when they had mary pop you know sherry bobbins i mean showed up not married definitely not mary poppins showed up mm-hmm. and they literally the we first thing they they said but it, it's indiana jones guys it, it just looks like indiana jones no we don't nothing nothing okay uh it doesn't really matter i i i should say because not mostly none of this matters um norbert it bart finds millhouse with uncle norbert uncle zach and uh norbert conf- Comforts, confronts, and comforts Millhouse. <sighs> Millhouse, there's someone who wants to see you. Uncle Zach? Millhouse, your parents may be gone, but I'm here for you now. Well, I don't need you. I've learned to take care of myself. I see. You've become quite a young man. Self-reliant, mature. You've shed your Dutch ways and become a true Dane. But uh, perhaps you're not too cool to... Give your uncle a hug. I promise you won't be alone anymore, son. And that takes care of that. (laughs) Oh, man, now he's even more popular. He's troubled, but I can save him. Oh, for crying out loud. Um, what's happening, Matt? Bart has a plan that once Milhouse has recovered from his trauma, he will no longer be the coolest kid in school and Bart will retain that crown. So Bart is doing something very nice for Milhouse for incredibly horrible reasons. And we'll talk about this when we get to the end on fixing this episode because it's a very simple thing that could be done here, but that requires Bart to not be a jackass. Um, I well, so, oh, well, 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 don't worry, Matt. Okay, we're gonna in a few minutes. Lisa is gonna make it make sense. Thank goodness. Uh, but before that, though, okay, I hope you're ready. We're finally. I I will say this. Thankfully, we get to the end of the B plot. 
It's still happening. Marge is still wearing sunglasses. <laughs> yep. Uh, Marge is still wearing sunglasses. And Homer is very upset because he cannot remember the color of his wife's eyes. Also, he's the dumbest man alive. He can't find a picture of his wife or ask anyone on Earth who knows. He can't ask anyone else on Earth what the color of Marge's eyes are. Nope. Can't do that either. Uh, his grandpa's out in the hammock uh, for some reason. And um, Homer is sad. And then grandpa reminds him that you once did know this and you wrote a song about it. And now Homer is going to sing our, sing this song for us. Oh, I'll never remember what color Marge's eyes are. Uh, brown? No. Orange? No. Elm? Rake? Guessing? Oh. <laughs> well, well, look who's strolling down Alzheimer Avenue. You used to know everything about that wife of yours. Even wrote a song about her. A song? <gasps> Wait, it's coming back to me. The girl I love's got beautiful hair. A blue bouffant from here to there. Snow white teeth and lips are red. She's the Wilma to my friend. Oh, the girl I love's got beautiful <gasps> eyes. When happy they sparkle, when sad they cries. Those eyes are gems beyond appraisal. Stunning shade of purest. <laughs> oh, what is it? It was so close. Let's see, what rhymes with appraisal? Basil, nasal, none of these are colors. Oh, it's hopeless. She'll never love me again. Oh, homie, I'd forgotten that beautiful song you wrote for me. Hazel, your eyes are hazel. Hazel like the pussy willows by the pond where we first kissed. Like the almond paste and the bear claw I ate after we first made love. I just want to point out, the song's a banger. Totally not going to hate on the song. <laughs> Everything else can just, just... I'm so glad this plot is over. Plot's so over. I don't have to deal with it anymore. Plot's over. Uh, it's really dumb. Um, I'm glad it's over, too. The song's not, song's not bad, but I, it does not redeem the existence of the subplot, which is not the, even close. the stupidest no. thing that ever has existed. Um, that is hyperbole, but it is very dumb. Back to the A-plot, I guess. Millhouse pilots Norbert's plane, and then uh, they walk away, and it explodes, and then they laugh about it. That is not an exaggeration, though, is it, Matt, that I just said? No. That literally no happens. It's, it's this this, this full-grown man and this child laugh about it, a plane exploding in the street. Can I, just have, can I just have some sort of reality? Anything. Can I please? Can you give me that? No, Robbie. Reality's not popular. Okay. Full. Uh... So, Matt, I, they, I, this is my theory, okay? This is my theory. I don't know if it's true. This is my theory. They got to this part of the episode, the writer, in the, writing, the writing room, probably. They got to this part of the episode, they're like, guys, none of this makes any sense. Like, why would nah. we, like, we just had, we had a Millhouse episode going, and then it became a Bart episode, and Bart's just acting like a complete jerk, uh, and just doing stuff for completely selfish reasons, and doesn't seem to care about, really care about his best friend. How do we fix this? We need something. And this is my truth. This is, I legitimately believe this, Matt. There was a different scene here at some point. That is my, that I believe this. There was a different scene here at some point. They cut that scene and wrote this scene instead, where Lisa makes the story make sense. 
They have Lisa try and recontextualize everything that's happened in this episode to make sense. That is my that is my firm belief. I would a hundred percent agree with you because otherwise, everyone anyone watching this would not be able to figure out exactly what was supposed to go on. It just, it... I have a clip. Lisa is going to explain to Bart why this episode actually does make sense. Lisa, I don't get it. Why does Milhouse's happiness make me sad? Bark, bark, bark. You're worried you're losing Milhouse, and love is a selfish thing. Shut up! I don't love Milhouse. Oh, really? The more you deny it, the more I know it's true. Oh, yeah? Well, when you're mean, I'm a trampoline, so everything you said goes back and hits your ugly head. <laughs> God, that was lame. Where did you get that? From Milhouse! Oh, I love him so much! Oh, it's okay. Students, I'm afraid I have some bad news. The coolest student in school, Milhouse Van Houten, is leaving us. <gasps> he and his uncle, who is also very cool, will be returning to Solvang forever via hot air balloon. Our trip will be fraught with hardship and peril, but it still beats third period gym with Mr. Johnson. <laughs> hey, in the real world, rope climbing skills are vital. Robbie, I had a complaint in my notes here mm-hmm. about Skinner calling them so cool. Like, if you want if you want someone to be cool, you don't have an authority figure say they're cool. You have an authority figure against them, but I don't care anymore. Just, I, this is it, so uh, stupid. None of this, none of this. Like, you have that scene here with Lisa trying to explain to Bart. Oh, Bart, the reason you're doing this is because you actually do care about your friend a lot, and you're worried that you're going to lose him to this new uh, figure, this new family member. Um that doesn't make any sense, Lisa. Uh, no, that, it's it's their attempt at this. Yeah, that is that's why I believe this because this is really bad. Uh, this doesn't like Bart introduced the uncle to to Millhouse. That is not. It doesn't matter. It's this is all them trying to recontextualize things and make it make sense. It doesn't. Um, but now Millhouse is going to leave Springfield. Uh, this is me just trying to clarify things because it literally is baffling. Like every moment in this episode is me going, what? Wait a minute. And Milhouse is going to leave Springfield with Uncle Norbert in a hot air balloon. Yep. Not a plane. Not like not, not, not a biplane like he came in on, which would be stupid, but at least consistent. Well, that that plane exploded, man. I don't know what... Right, but he he should have got another one, I would assume. I mean, I don't know. I guess Norbert's independently wealthy uh, because he can afford the stuff uh, on a whim. Yeah, well, apparently all the Danish Van Houtens are rich, but the Dutch ones are poor. I What is that? Again, we haven't really... You've, uh, we have a Blakely reference. They haven't that... really mentioned it all this much. He, he has mentioned it once. Um, uh, Norbert has. Uh, but he gets in a fight eventually with Kirk. Yeah, it brings up at the very end of the episode. I just don't get, why are we having this Danish-Dutch rivalry in this episode? I don't know. Um, I don't know. So they're going to fly across the world in a hot air balloon. Why? Why Why is this happening? Why did you write it this way, Simpsons writers? Mr. Simpson writer, Mr. Simpson writer, why did you include For a hot air to balloon? Find Kirk and Luann, because obviously we can't have Kirk and Luann dead. So instead they're going to have, oh, you know, uh, Milhouse and Norbert slash Zach go on a hot air balloon and just happen to run into them. Obviously, the best way to do that was a hot air balloon, not with an actual plane or anything. And Matt, you're not really embodying the character today. I can really I can't really feel your your commitment today. Uh... I hate it so much. I don't care. <laughs> It's really stupid. Like it's just so unbelievable. You're like, I don't what like 
what is this? This kid is going to riding around the world in a hot air balloon. Where's their food? What are they going to, are they going to eat? Do they eat food? And then Bart climbs into the hot air balloon with them. And you're like, oh, Bart's. Everyone's gonna... okay with that. Yeah, everyone's okay with that. And Bart is, is Bart going to just t- like, oh, I thought, because I keep, my brain is constantly like shifting into like, how does this going to work? And I'm like, oh, Bart's just going to talk Millhouse into staying. He's like, Millhouse, you're my best friend. You can't leave me. We'll take care of you. Or at that very moment, the Van Houtens will show up, Kirk and Luann, and then we'll get a brief flashback of them, how they got rescued, how they got back. And now Milhouse can stay and we can watch Uncle Zack fly off into the sunset in his hot air balloon, which is perfectly fine because then he's a character we never have to meet again. He's gone. He can be that silly kind of character. But that doesn't happen. (laughs) Bart just goes on this journey with Milhouse and his uncle. And we literally the ocean on a hot air balloon. Literally, we cut to them crashing into the Van Houtens who have created a hang glider and expect they would have died man it's good that they crashed yeah the hang glider off a cliff that's only like 20 feet in the air does not work and you're not you're gonna float for maybe a couple like half a minute maybe and then you're gonna hit the ground you're not gonna fly across the ocean it's not a plane you don't have it you need flaps man no okay they crash into they they run into we literally cut to Kirk and luann out on a subtropical island and then the hot air balloon crashes into them, and we get this, the ending of the episode. I'm so glad you're alive! I'll never have to be self-reliant again! No, not so fast, son. We are trapped on this island. No worries. I've already radioed for a rescue boat, sailed by brave Danish sailors. More like swishy Danish sailors. You're going down, Dutchman! <laughs> oh, you grapple like a girl! <laughs> I included the music because that, just to show you, that is literally how the episode ends with Kirk and Uncle Zach fighting, fist fighting. Also, what is, what is swishy? I've never heard swishy as like an insult. They couldn't use a more vulgar word, Matt, so that's the word they used. I guess. I mean, that is 100% the truth. That is. There are I, so many better words than swishy, nope, though. Nope, I mean, like Matt, unreliable. Um, uh, flaky. Flaky. Thank you. I don't. It doesn't. They're, they wanted to use a. A different word, and they couldn't because uh, they're on television. Let's see this episode. Uh, I take back everything I, I nice about it. After talking about it with you, Matt, I hate it. I hate this episode. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, I think there is a a thing that like there's a couple threads in here that if you've really followed them and like you know trying to write an episode that made sense, it wouldn't be bad. But this episode's nonsense. There, yeah. this like it has. There are some moments in here where there's real sentimentality comes through, you know. And I'll applaud that. You know, that scene with Lisa Bart. Bart gets to show emotion, like true emotion and true love of his friend. I like that. You know, I like that. I wish that it came. In, it was inside an episode that made sense. Uh, well, yeah. It, well, okay. It, speaking of which, speaking of which, Robbie, Robbie, I have to ask you a question. Okay. Is this episode broken? We weren't here to the show. Yes, 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 yes. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix, quick fix. Uh-huh. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's absolutely. I was, Matt, I'll tell you this. this the, I, I was I was hemming and hauling before we recorded, but no, it's absolutely. This is broken. I hate it. It's, it's incredibly broken. And, and I just, okay, so I want to say that at the core of this episode, I can see a good episode. And 
I think we should go into it here. But honestly, what I would like to do is I would like to submit this episode uh, as for one of our writers room episodes where we, we, we write an actual episode based on something interesting, because I would like to write an episode uh, in one of our bonus episodes uh, where something traumatic happens to somebody. We can even say it's still Millhouse. And how would that actually work in a real episode that was good? Like, because in this one, something traumatic happens to Millhouse. It takes way too long. It takes the entire first act for it to happen, but something traumatic happens to Millhouse. Okay. And then at first, Bart tries to help him, but then for some reason, Millhouse becomes the most popular kid in school. Why? Why does he become the most popular kid in school? Why isn't everyone just trying to help him? It doesn't make any sense. Like he becomes popular because of this. And then even worse, Bart becomes jealous of him <laughs> or envious, I guess, technically. And that's the impetus for the rest of the episode. And that makes no sense. I want to see Bart being a good person. I want to see Bart uh, trying to make Milhouse feel better. And he can do it in his own Bart way. He can do it by, you know, causing mayhem and those sorts of things. And that's where we can get a lot of the humor in the episode. But I want to see Bart trying to be a good friend. And that is not what this episode is. Bart is being a jerk. And the resolution makes no sense. I just, ugh, sorry. For our Patreon, guys, our last bonus episode for last month, we did a, Matt and I wrote an episode from scratch. We came up with an idea and, and plotted out the, the whole skeleton, the structure of the episode. Uh, so that's what Matt is proposing, uh, which we we probably will do eventually. Um, because I feel like dealing with trauma is a good idea for us in this episode because it's heartfelt. You can get a lot of character pathos out of it, and you can get some humor well, out of here, it because it here, Bart's involved. We can let's split. This is the problem. I think the problem is episode. It has like it has like five different ideas, and they just mushed them all together because mm-hmm. they didn't have a full episode written, and they didn't want to write have to put down the work. I guess my and you could so you go a lot of different directions with this. You could make an episode where it's Millhouse dealing with the trauma of losing his parents. Um, we can save that. We can save that idea for a Patreon episode. And then you could also, or the other episode is Bart being envious of Bart of Millhouse being cool. That is also a different episode. And I would not connect those with the trauma. (laughs) That makes it, that is just nonsense. No, because that makes Bart a terrible person. And Bart can be a bad person. He's occasionally a bad kid, but damn. No, no, it's not. It's very, it makes him very unlikable. My actually, the thing I was actually most drawn to, and what, because I, and I honestly, maybe it's just because I thought that I had this expectation of what this episode would be about. But my idea for fixing this episode is a Kirk and Luann episode, uh, one that actually shows, like, I, I, I would, and I'd say it starts the exact same way where they're going to get married. They announce they're, oh, yeah, we're getting remarried. Um, and we go to the wedding and it's a mess. And they're still obviously toxic together, and they don't. They didn't. They haven't fixed any of their problems. Um, they think. They think that just like the divorce, they think just that by getting married, they'll all the problems will go away. Um, because and the because they're married, it'll solve everything, and it hasn't. Uh, and then you don't ever leave them. I, I think the a plot is like the plot would be you follow them as they get on this island. And because they're and they're fighting on the cruise ship and their honeymoon's not going well, and you can even do this dumb same thing where Kirk wants to carry Louis over the threshold and they fall off the boat, and they wash up on a, a deserted island. Uh, and the episode is them working together and learning and and falling in love with each other again and hashing out their problems and why they fell apart in the first place, and. 
it gives Kirk a chance to reclaim his agency. And he's actually in this crisis situation, the survival situation. Uh, no, he actually does start taking charge and, uh, you know, having agency over his life and say, and doing things that help them. And Luann sees this and help starts helping him. And like, there's, there is, uh, they confront their issues and have to hash them out because there's no one else on this island. They have to survive. And it's an episode, kind of episode. We, we, I mean, it really does remind me of the episode we just had with the Homer and Marge in the wilderness. The one the season yeah, thirty, it season thirty, be that season thirty three episode. Um, they don't really have any problems. Uh, but I feel like Kirk and Lynn, you can you can make them be a little bit more mean than Homer and Marge are because they're side characters and we don't see them all the time. Um, they're side characters and they have proven incompatibilities in the way that Homer and Marge don't have as badly. Yeah. And then you see them come together. And I I, I think I thought that's what this is. I thought this is them. This is going to be them hashing out their problems episode. But no, we don't get any of that. They just re- they appear in the first five minutes and then disappear at the very final minute of the episode. Um, that's what I want. Honestly, I, I like that idea. And I would actually like to see that episode. I would have come with this episode in a different way because it is obvious that Kirk and Luann have a lot of issues with each other and maybe they aren't even right for each other. I would, I mean, this is going to be dark. <laughs> I apologize for that in advance. Uh, but it's something that I feel like a lot of people who watch the Simpsons would deal with. And if kids still watch the Simpsons, which I'm pretty sure they don't, uh, will be good for them to see in an episode is that Kirk and Luann get remarried and everything is the same as it was the first time around. And you see Milhouse dealing with that. Um, and the episode would be about uh, Milhouse realizing, hey, maybe my parents aren't better together. Like maybe maybe they shouldn't be married. Maybe they got married again for the wrong reasons. And it's Milhouse discovering that with Bart's help, of course, because when a Simpson character is not on the screen, you should be asking, where's a Simpsons family member? Um, but and they realize that, oh, maybe they are better off apart. And, you know, maybe they can get uh, Kirk and Luann to admit that and at the very least go into some kind of family therapy uh, where they can you know, get involved and find that out. Uh, and Milhouse ends the episode happy because he realizes his parents are trying to get better. And, you know, his life is going to get better whether or not they are together. Because, you know, uh, I like your idea uh, of them on a digital having to work together because I, that's happy. But sometimes, unfortunately, life is not happy. And I think sometimes the Simpsons can reflect that. And I, you know, I would like to see Milhouse try to attempt to be happy whether or not his parents are together. Because it seems like in this episode... Uh, that he's only happy because they're together, not because they're actually happy. I mean, hell, the whole first season of uh, scene in the stupid picnic it proves that. It's like they're not going to be happy again. Milhouse is going to be playing the same role he did before. Why are you such a terrible monster, Matt? I apparently I'm the only one willing to actually acknowledge that b- sad things happen. Well, Matt, Matt here I'm gonna here and this is my counterpoint. Uh, you're the kind of person that opens your eyes in uh in the morning, looks out into the world. Uh, sees the disaster disastrous state that we live in and that when you know what the world needs more sadness we need more dark realities <laughs> uh yeah i know that there's no, a terrible no, war no, going I... on and uh the you know climate change is ravaging the earth uh and the rich are getting richer and uh may, may a lot of people suffering you know what we need a simpsons uh episode that ends with sadness and melancholy not uh you know no, maybe not I'm enduring saying, love what i'm saying is we need a simpsons episode where it shows characters working through complex emotional states that they will you know see in their real lives okay you know sometimes tv can be like that uh, matt i'm gonna here i'm gonna break this to you simpsons characters are not real people uh we can make them feel however we want that's what that's how we do that's how that's they, true they you can, can absolutely do that so that's why, why would I you choose why episode. would you choose sadness when you could just go watch bojack horseman
Oh, God. That is choosing sadness. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't want sadness in my Simpsons episodes. Give me a happy ending. I don't care. Um, okay. We will. We will. Hey, we will go do it. Uh, I don't know about next. Maybe not our next bonus episode. We will be absolutely doing another writer's room bonus episode for the Patreon. Um, and we will. We can put a pin in Millhouse experiencing trauma because Matt just loves sadness. <laughs> Matt loves helping people work through their trauma, okay? What? So you're so okay. You say that, Matt, and then you're like, you know what? You know what I'm gonna choose as my career? Engineer. Yeah. <laughs> well, machines are easier to fix than people. Turns out people oftentimes don't want to fix their problems. Machines usually want to be that. I mean, that's fixed. that is a very fair point. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for Comments in the News Group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments to News Group is where I ask our patrons to leave their reviews for an episode. Uh, very mixed today. Yeah, a lot of very up and down. I was a little surprised. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which is nice. I like it. I like uh, not a. I don't like consensus. I like disagreement. You know, it's nice. Some different ideas uh, from Casey. As far as a Millhouse Spotlight episode goes, I think this was a very smart way to craft a story. I'm sure a lot of people hate Millhouse because of one of three reasons. One, he's whiny. Two, he's clingy. Three, he's not interesting outside of his, out of, outside of his dynamic with Bart. This episode takes each of those baked-in traits and gives us the opposite. I think all of us in year three of a pandemic can relate with Millhouse's morose view. Uh, the premise gets right to the point, moves along quite nicely throughout. Not a particularly funny episode, but a few lines have always stuck with me. Mommy Meals is hilarious, and I love the idea of Marge being too adventurous to cook for uh, to cook for a f- too adventurous a cook for the kids' friends. Which I always thought that was the opposite. Marge was not an adventurous cook, you know. Well, Robbie, you see, for the joke in this episode, she had to be the adventurous cook. Uh, so you know, like you know, she like doesn't know what oregano is or oregano. She doesn't know what oregano is. And, like I just you know, I oregano is pretty standard i thought pretty common yeah i was gonna say it's pretty common um drown monster drown hey who died so dark but hilarious bart thinks melos is having fun with ice cream men the birth of a top tier simpsons meme i'll crump with you sweetie pie how can i think poorly of an episode they gave us that the crumping the crumping is good i do like the crumping marge the marge crumping reminds me of here comes the shack attack it's the same principle of your mom trying to be cool and it's just very funny um Love Homer's song, wrap up the B-plot, because of my own hazel eyes. It's so genuine. I love they actually wants to figure out to prove his love for Marge. And then, you know, the A-plot was a bit convoluted, but at least Uncle Zach called in an actual rescue team. We didn't have to rely on Mo again. Oh, thank God for that. Mm-hmm. I'm... Okay, Matt. You'd rather have Zach, Bart, and Milhouse flying in on a hot air... You think that's more believable? That Then Z- Mo helping... Rescuing someone trapped on an island? Yes, I do. The real question, Robbie, is... Is Mo Dutch or Danish? Neither. We're both. Mo is Italian. We know that. Mo's both. Mo's all nationalities and ethnicities. That's, That's I think, true. Established canon. Next from well, let's say next from Tim. At first, I was fearful this would be somewhere near the bottom, but then I watched it and like the Steve Buscemi episode. I wound up thinking this is actually okay. I like that Milhouse and Kirk are each given a bit of dignity for once, making the latter in particular seem more human. Homer being busted by Marge, not for the outlandish things he's done in the past, but for not remembering the color of her eyes, seems um, familiar. Sakuda's on the writers for getting that relationship dynamic somewhat cracked. Yes, the ending was entirely believable, but at least it gives this, gave this closure. I'll say this comes in at 266. Uh, Tim, oh boy. Uh, that's... I'm. I don't know. Like, I feel like I my wires got crossed somewhere from some of these people, from some of our listeners' uh, opinions, because it's not going to be the two hundreds. Lauren, 
To paraphrase Mr. Burns, you know, I'm no TV critic, but I know what I hate, and I don't hate this. This episode was okay. The uncle's meh and unnecessary, but there were two developed plots. I will say the ending gave me, let's say, Mo vibes. See, it's the same, Matt. That's the thing. When you compare them, it's the same. It's the same thing. I don't want to hear it. Oh, Mo's worse. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. I enjoyed Mel's transformation and the reactions of people around him. The second plot was my favorite. Although Marge constantly wearing sunglasses is so silly, Homer tries to fix this mistake. Not only does he try, but it does things people would actually do, like look for a phobe album. Did you fall out of your chair in shock? Me too. Also, his song is cute and heartfelt. The B-plot gave me some feels and you root for Homer, something most people haven't done in a while. Episode also got a few chuckles, like Maggie wiping off her bottle and Marge dancing. No shock value today. I actually didn't mind this episode. I would watch it again. Have they have the egg council people gotten you too? The Simpsons writers have gotten the <laughs> um, big I, cash bribes. I mean, it's also possible that I'm just a cynical monster. Uh, from Derek, a really stupid episode. Really stupid episode. I'm kind of indifferent towards. I think I like it a lot more than most of 17, 18, 19. However, it feels more in the vein of early out Gene's teen seasons, which were more watchable or palatable. There is some aggravating stuff though, and strangely enough, the character annoying me is Marge. For the love of God, the kid's parents are dead. Take off those sunglasses. What is wrong with you? Maybe the crumping scene redeems her. Maybe. But yeah, stupid A plot, stupid B plot. A whole lot of stupid going around, but it's not the worst. Uh, from Benjamin. Gets into the plots for the most part and doesn't stray. Usually that's a good thing, but this time it just, whatever. Kind of boring, far from funny, with a scully years ending. Pass. I, um, yeah, that one, Ben. Uh, from JJ, I have very little to complain about for once. It gets to both clots quickly. Homer is actually likable. Even if it was the funniest episode, it had some solid gags, like Nelson saying to Lisa, ha ha, you know Millhouse. Ralph telling Bart he's embarrassing himself. And of course, Marge grumping. That automatically, <laughs> that automatically makes it the best episode of the season so far in my book. <laughs> it helps that I find Millhouse underrated, so I always enjoy a good Millhouse spotlight episode. I like what this one did with the character. The ending is a bit, a little abrupt, but at least they threw in the line about Zach radioing for a rescue boat rather than being a let's say Mo. Guys, it's the same. It's the same joke. That's the same bit. Why does he have a radio? Like, okay. It felt, it felt like there should have been an extra scene after that. The episode uses a full intro, so it's not like they were short on time. Despite that, between this and the Steve Buscemi episode, I, I'll think, I think season 18 is shaping up to be an improvement on the last few. It is better. I can't argue that it is absolutely better than 18 already uh, from Elisa Lisa from Alyssa. I got, I just read Alyssa and then Lisa's her first word. Alyssa, Lisa yelling, ah, spider burps. Maybe it's just the awfulness of the season, but that truly got me. Even to Google a little of the chopper gag, Marge's, sun, Marge's sunglasses get me every time. Now is this episode good? And it was all right. It was awful, but I was bored halfway through. I've always had a soft spot for little old Millhouse. Definitely one of the best of the season, but I really expect more. Uh, finally from Kahal. This really strikes me as one of those episodes where they had like four plot ideas that they couldn't flesh out, so they just jammed them together and ran with it. Why not make the episode about why Louie and Kirk went to remarry in the first place? You can even have them getting trapped on an island for some other reason and make their dependence on each other for survival be the reason they fall back in love if you wanted a zany adventure story. Millhouse actually becoming popular and cool is a fun reversal, but so many better ways this could be done. Also, he's popular because he thinks his parents are dead? Is this meant to be funny? Overall, it's not terrible, but not a whole lot to recommend it either. I think we're more negative than anyone on the page on our Patreon. That's fair. They're allowed to like it more. Like when I when I went into it watching it, I didn't hate it that much. But the more we talk about it, the more I'm down on it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's also like, well, we were like, <laughs> oh, wait a minute, why? <laughs> yeah. The moment you start to think about it is when you, it starts. You're like, wait a minute. Mm. You really shouldn't think about Simpsons episodes in this season. The more you think, the more sad you get. Yeah, it's that's a good point. The more you think about it, you're like, wait a minute. 
Oh, there's nothing else there. Uh, thanks. Despite uh, our dis- mild disagreement. <laughs> I uh, thank you all to our patrons who leave their reviews. Watching episode and leaving a review is not a, a minor effort. And I appreciate all of you to take the time. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your favorite movie with aliens in it? Tons of great answers. Tons of great responses. Matt, take it away. All righty. First up from Alex. Alien or aliens, of course. Can't go wrong with either James Cameron or Ridley Scott. True. Uh, from Melissa. So, of course, the first answer that popped into my head was alien. However, I will refrain from going with the easy answer and go with UHF. No, it's not about aliens, but there technically is one alien in it. Anthony Geary turns out to be an alien in the end. <laughs> Does that count as cheating? Maybe Weird Al counts as an alien as well. He's pretty out of this world. That is definitely true. Okay, Weird one, Al can out to be an alien. One, <sighs> one th- there is an alien in the movie. It's, I don't think that's... that's that. It's can, It's canonical. It Like, that is not a joke. He is an alien. No, it doesn't. Yes, absolutely. He's absolutely an alien, so that counts. But I also do agree, much like David Bowie, Weird Al is not from Earth. He was he he fell from the stars like Superman. Yep. Yeah. Uh, from Casey, outside of the obvious choice, The Thing, my second favorite would have to be Mars Attacks. Huge Tim Burton fan, and this one is definitely one of those that people forget he directed. A lot of people do forget that. Uh, from Rachel, people don't really think of this, but many of the characters in Rocky Horror Picture Show actually are aliens. This can't be messed up. A musical is one of my favorite shows, and I watch the movie at least once a year. Don't dream it, be it. Only once a year, Rachel. Wow. Okay, you say so. All right, uh, from Lauren, my answer is going to be unpopular, but here I am. Generally, it wouldn't be considered a good movie. However, I, it's one I grew up with, so there's a good bit of nostalgia associated with it. My favorite alien movie is Independence Day. Right on all counts, Lauren. Uh, I mean, Andy, uh, I, but- I, 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 I- there's nothing wrong with Independence Day. It's fun schlock. It doesn't. I yeah, I mean, it's 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 Michael Bay esque. I I don't I don't. Maybe it's just because I I have fondness. You also for, grew up with it. <laughs> I have fondness for Independence Day. I have zero fondness for Michael Bay. Even his better work, I don't really like them that much. So not even The Rock, Robbie. No, I don't like The Rock. Okay, much. okay. I don't. I think. I think Roland Emmerich generally is better than Michael Bay. That's true. I don't think Roland Emmerich is all that special either, but even his, his bad movies are relatively inoffensive, but Michael Bay has corrupted, uh, in, he corrupted an entire generation of filmmaker, action filmmakers so that I, when I'm yeah. watching an action movie, I literally have nothing, I have no idea what's happening. Uh, from Andy, Flight of the Navigator, it's from 1986, but it still holds up. If you haven't seen it, you can stream it on Disney Plus once you're done listening to this episode. Quality movie. Uh, from Tim, I'll go with a movie that has been sadly underrated, 1993's Coneheads. Yes, Coneheads! It was the kind of humor that had some tie-ins with Golden Year Simpsons. On the surface, the plot was implausible, but gosh, it was funny. And you look back and say, yeah, I get it. So true. I mean, uh, I, again, I had Comedy Central when Co- they played Coneheads at least 10 times a week. All the time. So yeah. I watched a lot. And it had the cast so good that it doesn't really matter that it doesn't make sense. Because you have, like, the you know the best of those SNL years are all in that movie, plus Dan Aykroyd. And mm-hmm. it's all, it's really, it's all that, that's all that matters. Yep. Uh, from Derek, I thought this answer would be easy since Big Geek asked me had been a massive classic Doctor Who fan since I was no age, but I've realized my sci-fi knowledge is very TV-based. So for films, I think I'll have to go with Aliens. Not a wholly original answer, but I think a solid one. I was actually late to the party with the franchise, only watching them for the first time a few years ago, but I was so impressed. I didn't know that the atmosphere would be so bleak and hopeless. The second film was masterful in how it managed to ramp up the action without compromising the impressiveness established in the first film. Yeah, you're definitely right about that. We're getting a lot of Aliens love here. 
uh, from Deshauna. The Thing, honorable mention, They Live. Oh, They Live. Fantastic, fantastic movie. You should all see They Live. Um, from Cahal, mentioned several times above, but has to be Aliens, possibly the greatest example of a sequel exceeding the also fantastic original. Uh, from at Bore ATX, I probably have another that I like more, but I'm here to stand up for E.T. after the slander from last week. It's a classic, and my heart hurt to hear Robbie say such mean little things about my little alien son. So, I'm gonna, I'm Robbie, gonna, do you care to refute? I mean, I don't know if I have to say much. You just go watch E.T. and I'll answer all your questions about why it's not a good movie. But it will. You tell me. Anti-ET podcast. I'm just gonna ask. Like, what does Elliot do? What What does anyone do in that movie? It's nothing. Who does anything is ET. No one does anything. Things just like ET. They they establish a relationship with the family. ET is a little horrible, little ugly monster that I hate. Look at, and I'm supposed to establish sympathy for it. It looks like a terrible monster. Uh, I don't want it near me. And I know I'm supposed to find it cute. I don't. it is, is as horrific as the monster in The Thing, but at least in The Thing, they say, look at that monster. <laughs> they don't go, <laughs> let's adopt it and put blankets on it. Uh, and then a, the government just shows up, takes E.T., kills him, and then they bring E.T., and then E.T. comes back to life because love? I'm like, well, the, not, no one does any, and like, the government is a very boring antagonist. I'll say that. I, I hate movies where it's just like, the government give me a face give me a person one person who's the enemy and then someone has to fight them i want that movie okay i don't need spielberg happiness i don't ride in bicycles like what is this what am i what is this what is this i want okay i also my heart is dead guys i don't i don't know how much i can establish that yeah i know it's supposed to be touching i know it's supposed to be touching it i don't i don't have i don't have a heart it doesn't it's not gonna work on me Okay, so, moving along. Uh, my favorite is also the best alien movie to exist, Mars Attacks. Love the retro sci-fi references and a quirky Elfman score. Nicola, Nicholson, Close, Short, and Brazen all take turns to absolutely choose scenery. It's damn good fun. I'll rage watch it anytime. Five stars. Five stars. Uh, from Matt, yeah, from at El Columbia 88, Galaxy Quest is amazing. I'm so glad it's gotten so much love now. R.I.P. Alan Rickman. Oh, why'd you have to remind us? Uh, from at Wastecast, torn between aliens or men in black, both are fun in their own way. And finally, from at Brian J. Field, I love the aliens and explorers, but I thought the aliens, both the arrival with Charlie Sheen and arrival with Amy Adams, were both pretty cool. Robbie, what is your answer? I do like that. I had to include Brian's gag answer. I, did, I, I thought well, it was yeah. funny. Uh, my, I mean, my answer is The Thing. The Thing is the best movie ever made. It's my favorite movie. Um, it's fantastic. I will give... Uh, I, I'm kind of ashamed that I didn't even think about it until Lauren answered Galaxy Quest. Uh, oh, I want to yeah. call an honorable mention of Galaxy Quest because Galaxy Quest is the best Star Trek movie ever made. And as, that's as a person who likes a lot of the Star Trek movies. Uh, Galaxy <laughs> Quest is the best Star Trek movie. Uh, and Galaxy Quest is great. You're not wrong. By Grabthar's Hammer. Uh, Matt, what is your answer? Uh, ooh, uh, I'm going to have to go with Fifth Element because it's just swarming oh, with aliens and why did I weird, say Fifth crazy Ele- stuff. Oh, Fifth Element. Fifth Element. I know, right? You forgot Fifth Element, didn't you? Fifth Element's really good. It's amazing. It's it's literally what, it, one of my favorite movies, period. So I, I kind of have to go with that one. But definitely an, a, a, a honorable mention for Galaxy Quest. Fifth Element's amazing. I, I, there's so many good movies. That's the thing. All, there's a lot of good movies with aliens in them. No one said Predator, by the way. What is wrong oh with you? Oh my god, Predator. No one used the word, no one said Predator. You, come on, I guys. I just thank everyone out there for not saying Alien 3 because, you know. I mean. Alien 3. Oof. 
eh, the director's cut's not so bad. Uh, Fincher's idea for that movie was way better than what actually happened. I would say. Well, yeah, that's I mean, that's it. Fincher. But I yeah. think, I frankly, I like the idea that you know, Alien, Aliens, and Alien Three, at least Alien Three, as originally con- was going to invade, are completely different movies from each other. And I think that's admirable for a for a, for a franchise for the, each film to be completely different uh, from the previous. I will be. I'm still upset. No one said Predator. Guys, come on, Predator. Predator's great. There's an alien in it. Predator is an alien. Alien hunter coming to hunt Arnold Schwarzenegger. Very important. Next week's question: What is your favorite dessert? You have to choose, Matt. Oh, it's going to be very difficult. But okay, okay. I'm gonna have to think about it. That's a hard question. I'm gonna hold mm-hmm. you this. T- I'm gonna hold you this to you too. Okay, I'm hold this to you. I'm gonna hold this. I'll hold you to this. That's what I was gonna say. Okay. So whenever in the future, if you say I like this more than that, I'm gonna be like you're a liar. Than that, you lied to me. That's what you're. Is what I'm saying. Probably. Probably. We can move on to. I will say I post this question on our social media, Twitter at SimpsonsShowPod, email SimpsonsShowPod at gmail.com, and uh, it's on our Patreon, patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. I post that there for the public to see and comment if they like. We can move on to our next site. It's time for the new Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. The no Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard, and try and stump the other. Matt has a eight-point lead on me so far, which is uh, too many points. That's a lot of points for him to be over uh, me on, and that's not good, and it's not looking good for me in general. Matt, are you ready for an easy question? I am ready. Your questions are all from Three Men in a Comic Book. Oh, okay. Bart, Milhouse, and Martin co-own what comic book? I believe that would be Radioactive Man number one. That is correct. All right. All of your questions are from a Millhouse Divided. Oh, good. All right. Uh, your easy question. Uh, what does Kirk draw in Pictionary in a Millhouse Divided? I mean, you want the what he thinks it is or what he actually draws? What he thinks it is. Be dignity. <laughs> you are correct. What he actually draws is like a weird potato with like a line through it. Mm-hmm. I think I've told this anecdote on the air before, but... I uh, I was at my uh, a party my brother-in-law was throwing and he is in a band uh, and one of his bandmates I had never met before never I don't even know if I've heard his name before and you know this is early relatively early in my relationship with my brother-in-law he's like oh yeah you know he knew love oh yeah you host a Simpsons podcast I'm like yeah and he's like oh yeah my bandmate has a Simpsons tattoo I'm like is it dignity <laughs> and you and my brother was like how did you know that everyone's dead i'm like that's like that's a pretty i mean it's good i love it it's a great joke okay matt your medium question what is the name of the actor who played a fallout boy in the radioactive man television show okay um you get this would be i you know you know um okay i have a name but it's not the right one and i can't remember it's because uh, radioactive man was dirk richter uh fallout boy was Buddy Hodges? Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> so now I'm just going back to the golden years. <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? What are you doing? I'm what sorry, Robbie. What I'm sorry. Non- What's this nonsense? <laughs> Freaking Sergeant Fassard Judson over here killing me. <laughs> just obliterating me. This is just, I might as well just tank the rest of the year. Just see how big a point difference we can get. You get like 60 points. And I have 14. What's my medium question, Matt? Your medium question. What college did Kurt go to? I believe he went to 
I don't know if I have the exact word. I know like the sound of it, but I don't have the word. Like it's, I don't know. I don't know if it's a real college or not. I, but I remember like the, like the sound of it. Um, is it like guttered college? I'm going to give you a point. It's Gudger College, but you're Gudger. real Gudger. That's not a real college, is it? I don't think so. God, I hope not. But you never know. Gudger College. Nope. It is not a real college. Thank goodness. They invented that for the Simpsons. I mean, I guess I'll take a point. It's not going to be that's not upset. Your hard question, Matt. What fictional comic book artist is evaluating art at the comic book convention? I have no idea. Jolly Jack Tate. Wow. It? Okay. He's a. It's a. All right. A brief sight gag. I believe it's a oh, referencing it, that, the the Marvel bullpen and the 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 way they would call their their Stanley would give people nicknames. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Uh, from uh, okay. What item does Marge want? For, what items? Sorry, does Marge Ooh. want for her party from Stoner's Pot Palace? There are four. So I'm gonna let you get up to four points on this. The items does she want to get from Stoner's Pot Palace? Yes, the, the the dinner party at the beginning. Yes. Marge goes to Stoner's Pot Palace to she, a, load a, up on stuff. I believe she wants a she wants a serving bowl uh, for punch, a punch bowl. I think uh, she wants a ladle. I assume to serve the punch. Um, I think there's like some little gadget she wants to um, some kitchen gadget. I'm losing my person, Cassidy. Man, uh, I'm gonna say I'll say. The punch bowl, a ladle. Um, she wants a hey, a pitcher. That's a ga- that's a blind guess, and a garlic press. Also a blind guess. Okay, I guess technically there are five. I forgot about the bowl, but yes, you're right. The bowl. So I'll give you one point. Uh, but they are a melon baller, a citrus zester, a ravioli crimper, and an oyster mallet. Oh, uh, they're all gadgets except for the mallet, I mm-hmm. suppose. Although I'm not. I've, I don't. I honestly don't really know what a oyster mallet how it differs from just a hammer, though. Neither do I. I'm like, wouldn't you just need? You can just use a, a rubber mallet from your garage or something. Or you don't want? I guess it's not food grade. It makes. I mean, you're throwing a party. You don't want to have a, just a, a your garage mallet out on the table. Are they safe for serving mm-hmm. oysters? That seems. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah, it's not a bad idea. Don't serve oysters at private parties. You get oysters at a restaurant or with a caterer, and if they weren't, you need to catch them that day. Or if they're yeah. maybe if they're shipped overnight and like ice or something, but. You get a situation with a sickness, but that, Matt, I'm that, that's you, see. This is what happens, Matt. That's that's another point. Yeah, so that's, you, you, that's, you can do it. I believe in you. No, that's another point. You're up on me. Now you're up Wait, nine but you points. Got, no, because we both got the easy question. You uh-huh. got one point on the medium question and, you and got one point t- on the hard question. Oh, I got a point. On, oh, okay, I got a point because you got the punch bowl. Okay, you gave me a point. Okay, okay, all right. I'm not complaining. Oh, I mean, I'm still down eight points, but I didn't lose any. I guess ground. I, I'm surprised you didn't know Jolly Jack Tate. Mr. Buddy Hodges over there. <laughs> the bullet uh, riddled uh, bordello where his body was found. Let's keep the questions tasteful. Uh, that'll do it for trivia this week. We can move on to our final segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rate the episodes categorically. We watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever. And how good they are. This episode is not very good, Matt. You are correct about that. But there is one uh, one thing that is in this episode's favor, and that is that there are also many other very bad episodes of The Simpsons. Sadly, also correct. So it, it, 
doesn't necessarily have to be good. It just has to be better than the the very bad episodes, which I think it largely it, it's not the worst of the worst or anything like that. Um, I mean, to be at this point, my God, Matt, look like I remember when this list in like season thirteen or fourteen, and we were looking at the bottom of the list, and we're like, oh, it can't get worse than this, can it? But then sixteen, seventeen, eighteen struck, and my God, there it is just every almost all of them are down there there's just so many like i look down and i look at a list i'm like oh salasaur galactica yeah everyone makes fun of that episode you know the elves and stuff and then i look below and i'm like oh my god there's just so many um uh let's okay um hmm. is this episode better or worse than let's say hey midnight toe boy it's all fresh in our memories. Is this better or worse? Oh, hmm. I'm gonna say, oh god. Uh, as weird as this to say, I'm gonna say Midnight Toyboy had a slightly more coherent plot, <laughs> even if it was incredibly stupid. Because this episode, the plot is just all over the place. It goes from Millhouse's parents getting back together, and now they're lost at sea. Now Millhouse is sad. Now Millhouse is cool. That makes Bart sad. So Bart's going to get some horrible revenge. Nope, Bart's got his family back together. Oh, look, they got saved from an island. Like, it is just nonsense. You know, at, at first glance, at first glance, I wanted to agree. I wanted to disagree with you, but I I think you're right. I think that, that <laughs> I think Midnight Tubboy does make more sense. Uh, below that is Wife Aquatic. This is your cue to say, what is that episode about? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I was like, no, no, give me a second to remember it, but you're right. I have no idea. Uh, Wife Aquatic is uh, Homer becoming a fisherman, and uh, it's like the perfect storm. The They get lost at sea. No, nothing? No, it's just not you, really coming back to me. You don't um, remember that? They go, they, Homer, Homer goes out to sea to get the yum-yum fish. and Yes, that one. Uh, I would say that's definitely better than this, because, I mean, Ooh. it's stupid. Don't get me wrong, but I think it's, in general, better. Okay uh helter shelter that is the episode in which uh i believe Marge, fake reality show is yeah that? yep and marge lisa kill a man they murder mm. someone i think we're getting close we're definitely getting close um because right below that is, is bart versus lisa versus the uh third, third grade, grade which I, it's i think this is better than that, that one's real bad <laughs> this is better yeah. than bart versus lisa versus the third grade there's very yeah. similar episodes this one's a little has a little bit more high spots than that one does um so I'd say it's probably it's this. The question is, is it better than Helter or Shelter or not? Oh, that is a tough one. I got it. Mm. <sighs> which would you rather? Uh, if, um, I, if I asked you, which would you rather rewatch right now? I'm going to ask you. Helter which Shelter. You... All right. You're right. That doesn't Helter Shelter. I'd rather rewatch Okay. That. Helter Shelter is better than uh, that, yeah. I, that is ultimately what I use to decide. I think if, I would rather watch Helter Shelter again. Than I, I agree with you. I think Helter Shelter is better uh, than this just a little bit. But I, I think that this would go right below that and right above Bart versus Lisa versus third grade, because uh, I, 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 I don't think, I don't think there were, I had a couple laughs in this episode and there's a couple emotional moments that despite the fact that they are kind of divorced from reason, they still are more interesting and, and good than anything in Bart versus Lisa versus third grade, which is like a, the most blandest, the most blandest episode that's ever existed that also doesn't have makes this zero sense um so that's number new three 27 on our list right below helter shelter right above bart versus lisa versus third grade uh new number 136 on our post golden years ranking 
number one on our list is still Homer's Enemy. Last on our list is still Codependence Day. Though, Matt, we have one more question to ask. One more question to answer. That question is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! I mean, there's really no reason to keep it in, but there's also no reason to get rid of it. I just... Matt. It's just dumb. It doesn't Matt, really do much. Okay, Matt. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a question. Is there anything of value in this episode? No. That answers my question. Fire the cannon. I think I'm going to start. We've been. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye, little orphan Millie. That was nice. Watch it fade into the sunset. But I think we have a on our list. We have it. Yes and no. Like, yes, it's in the cannon. No, it's not. I'm a, I think we're just going to go colors. I think I'm going to go colors. Uh, green and red. Uh, green it is and red is out. I think that's. Oh, there better. you go. I think it'll be better visual representation. It'll be stronger. Um, yeah, little orphan Millie. There's nothing in it to re- like. There's no reason to watch it again. There's no reason to study it. There's no reason to talk about it. There's nothing important happens in it. Like, yeah, sure they get remarried, I guess, but who cares? Like it doesn't matter. They don't even give us time like to explore it. So why should we care? Um, also, I hate. I don't like Norbert. Don't like him. Nope. Pointless character. Don't like this weird Indiana Jones guy. Marge Crumpen's in it. I guess that's the only thing you could even say. Like, it's important for meme history. But the memes will continue with even if I don't consider this episode. Nah. Uh, so I don't really have to worry about that. You can find this list on our website, simshow.com. It links to all the things we get up to online, all our episodes, all our, uh, our links, Twitter, RSS feed, Patreon. If you want to help us out, help out the show, that'd be great. Um, our next episode, Matt, is yes. an interesting episode. Husbands and Knives. Interesting naming. This is the episode that guest stars a bunch of comic book creators, uh, including Alan Moore as himself. Oh, yeah, that's right. Alan hmm. Moore. I, yes, I did invent Watchmen. Please don't <laughs> ever speak of it to me. I'm not allowed to talk to him about stuff he's made. And Jack Black is in it as well. What a weird collection. Um, it is yeah it's a this is a uh i don't i don't know i don't really know what the episode's about it does start out more that's really all i and art spiegelman and dane Klaus, but i guess we could we'll have some uh, we'll have a mouth shout out at least uh with art spiegelman he's been in the news a lot with, with mouse being banned mm-hmm. because uh it acts like the holocaust happened how dare it <sighs> oh boy all right let's not get started on that uh, that's next time. We'll talk about husbands and knives and watch along with us. And if you are a Patreon member, you can uh, review it and leave it. Uh, also, apparently, it predicted the Notre Dame being on fire. So that's another thing we can talk about uh, next week. Mm-hmm. Watch along, review it if you are a patron, uh, and listen next week. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for supporting us. Uh, I'm using what do I do. I go. Oh, hi, I'm Robbie. Before we go, I you can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. My website is also RobbieDorman.com. Uh, I also have a, I have a Facebook writers page now, so if you want to go follow me there, you can. I don't. I, I started that because I have to for business reasons, um, not because I like Facebook. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, what else? What else happens, Matt? Oh, uh, I have a book. Another a new book coming out. I don't think pre-orders up yet. But I will prime the pumps. It's uh, it's called Burial. It's a revenge. It's my first non-horror novel. It's a western. Um, it's my best book yet. It's about a, a woman, uh, a gunslinger, 
uh, a lady gunslinger uh, getting revenge on the man who, who hurt her by burying him in the deepest, darkest radioactive hellscape so that he'll go and burn in the worst parts of hell. It's very important to bury the people you kill. Especially if you want them to go burn in hell, Matt. It's very important. you got to get them in the right place. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, that's out there. You can also subscribe to me on YouTube. I have a writing advice channel there. Appreciate everyone who's done that already. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Oh, that is true. As always, I'm spending all my time taking care of kittens. I mean, you should see my ankles. They're practically nothing but scabs at this point. But if you want to see them without having to feel their incredibly sharp claws, you can check them out on Kitten Turns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S on Instagram. You can see the cuteness and not feel the pain. So kittens are good, but maybe not mention all the wounds. It's kind of gross. <laughs> Sorry, it's just the way it works. That's fair enough. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. You watch this episode. Shh.